is the Youth Worker Collective podcast from Young People's Ministries. You don't have to be in ministry alone with resources, coaching, games, and more at umcyoungpeople.com. Chris, I am going to be, you. I've not talked to you about this ahead of time. I'm springing it on you, surprise. I'm being your accountability partner. Did you watch Wednesday? Did you watch the dance? At least did you see the dance? I saw the dance. That was all. That was all. Ah, I did did see the dance. I did see the dance. And I think I need more context around it, but I could see why it went viral and crazy like it did. Yeah. Yeah. And I happen to know that right now you are in a really cool place um, at uh, a youth ministry conference. Yeah. Which means you're staying in a hotel. And tonight, after all the hangouts are done, you've got perfect situation to watch Wednesday. Uh, unless you're a person that likes sports ball things. Um, Doesn't I, sound very interesting. Jeremy, for you, I will watch an episode of Wednesday before next week. I promise. I really will. I will get one under Great. my belt and it'll be okay. Um, but yeah. Chris, you've been doing youth ministry for forever, right? Uh, thank you've you for been, Yes, it's true. You've been in youth ministry for forever. And so it's interesting to me when you've been in youth ministry for forever, like you've written books on youth ministry, you do a podcast on ministry. Why are you at a training conference? (laughs) It's a really fun question. Um, You have also been in youth ministry almost forever. I'm just letting that hang out there by itself. Um, and you've also written books and speak and do all kinds of things. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm here at Perkins School for Youth Ministry, uh, which is a, a partnership right now between uh, the Perkins School of Theology, which is at the Southern Methodist University campus in Dallas, and Highland Park United Methodist Church, uh, which is actually like basically on the campus grounds of Southern Methodist University. Um, mm-hmm. And this is one of the longer tenured like you know training events that that has happened for youth ministry. Uh, I want to say that PSYM or Perkins School for Youth Ministry is probably been around for 30 years, if not a few more than that. Um, yeah. But here's what I'll tell you, right? Like, and, and it was kind of the genesis for our conversation today. Um, you should never stop learning when you're in youth ministry um, and, and really any ministry, right? Like I, I'll, I'll broad right. brush that, right? Like if, if we stop learning and, and we get a little bit more static or um, we stop being able to take in new information and try to become relevant and, and, you know, dive deeper into scripture and and continue to expand our understanding of theology and, um, you know, what we think scripture passages mean and those kind of things. We're really doing ourselves and anybody that we're trying to be in ministry with a disservice because um, yeah. the kingdom of God is pretty dynamic, right? Like faith life should be living and growing and changing. And um, when you come to a youth ministry training, uh, obviously, like I'm teaching a little bit here, um, but I'm also here to learn, right? Um yeah. It is genuinely refreshing to connect with people that are in their first like year or two of youth ministry mm-hmm. and hear about what they are experiencing, right? Like what are the needs that they're seeing? Yes. Um, what are their students going through? What are the expectations that they're getting from their church? Um, and, and that's really powerful. Um, and it's also really awesome. It, at least it's kind of refreshing for me to be able to hear call stories also, right? Like when you've been in ministry for a long time, um, 
sometimes you stay connected with people for a long time, sort of like you and I have been, right? Um, And you don't share that call story as much as you used to, or you don't think about what it was like to be called into ministry uh, when you were a little bit younger. And so hearing those call stories and being able to bounce some of that back and forth is also really, really cool here. I'll be honest, for me, one of my favorite things about going to um, seminars and, you know, conferences outside of the networking, right? right? Because I think for me, at this point in my career, what happens in the hallways is often way more developmental to me than what happens in the seminar rooms. Sure. Um, and that's just, because that's what happens when you've, when you've done a lot of seminar stuff. There's often not a lot of brand new information to you. Um, and so, but it is being able to see one of those seminar leaders and ask them like really targeted questions, right? Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that you've got these volunteer things, but like really, how are you doing that differently now after the pandemic, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but the th- but outside of what happens in the hallway, the thing that I love, I think I get the most out of seminars is the books to read. Oh, yeah. Right? Because um, uh, especially at a place like Perkins, um uh, perkins is a seminary so like especially uh like uh at a place like that uh, you you can have access to people who are reading at very high levels who are who are hearing things and have familiarity with authors and and all of that kind of stuff that you don't know um and so being able to be there and say oh yeah 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 there's that book called there's a, a book called the anxious teen Right. And it's all about ministry with stressed and fearful students. And you're like, wait a second, I've got a lot of stressed out students. <laughs> Rewind. Uh, tell me again. Like, it's funny, two or three days after I finish one of those uh, going to a conference, um, a lot of books arrive at my house because <laughs> I'm just in there like ordering, ordering, ordering. <laughs> Well, and um, so I'm kind of the same way, right? Like, so exposure to new ideas, exposure to new platforms and books and those kind of things. Um, uh, another one that's out there for me, depending on, you know, where you go, right? Like we, we were kind of talking about, uh, you know, things that that fill you up or you do for your own continuing education. Um, if I'm at a youth ministry seminar um, or conference or gathering of any kind, it's really awesome to be in worship as well mm-hmm. um, because it's a different it's a different flavor of worship than I normally get to experience as a part of, you know, my life as a member at my local church, right? Um, right. Often this, the the kind of worship that you get to experience at a youth ministry gathering is very high energy. Um, you, you really get mm-hmm. to get exposed to, uh, you know, hopefully some kind of diverse worship styles, um, new hymns, right. new takes on songs, you know, those kind of things. And it's really cool to be able to worship with a new group of people uh, in a high energy way. Um, especially because if, if you're like me often, um, if you are, you find yourself in worship or you find yourself at a local church and it means you're in charge of that worship or of the thing that's happening. Um, and it can be really difficult to sort of be in a worshipful mode if you're the one that's running everything. Um, so it's also super duper refreshing for me to be in a place where, um, I'm not leading everything right. And, and can kind of worship and fellowship and enjoy that way. And then I think the other thing that's really important for me, when we're talking about sort of continuing, uh, continuing education, like continuing your 
development as a pastor, as a youth pastor, is regularly getting together with other youth workers, whether that's on Zoom or, you know, um, I, I remember one of my very first things when I um, when I first started youth ministry, uh, one of the pastors that I knew said, hey, you should go talk to this guy. He's He's just down the street and he's a semi-famous youth pastor. He's written books. He's written blah, blah, blah. And um, and I, I remember I went to him and I said, so what do you do? What's What do I need to do? And he said, well, you need to meet regularly with youth workers in your area. And I was like, there's not any in my area that are, that there's, like, there's not an association. He's like, well, then you start one. That's what I did. Uh, and uh, and he told me what he did. Uh, and we we just went for it. I got a postcard and I mailed a postcard to every church and it said to youth pastor. <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> join us for coffee at this place at this time. And guess what? Two youth pastors showed up, which was great. <laughs> and that was the beginning of a citywide youth ministry coalition. Um, awesome. and having those people, uh, regularly meeting that you could just talk to and talk to that were close by, right. That understood the culture and the problems that were going on in your specific, yeah. um, area was, uh, is just absolutely invaluable. I'm so glad to hear you bring that up because I, I do talk with a lot of folks that it seems to be, um, you know, youth ministry can feel very isolating sometimes, right? right? It, it's that fishbowl that you sort of operate and live within in your local congregation and having peers that you can sit and talk with and laugh with and cry with and struggle together through something with um, really is pretty invaluable. Um, so let me ask you this question. Um, as that person that now has been in youth ministry for a while, right? And mm -hmm. has written those books and if there was somebody that was starting out in your area, uh, how would a senior pastor or church staff person know that you're around to have that conversation with the new staff that, that's around, a new youth leader that's around? Like, are those relationships and that network pretty natural? Or is that something that you continue to kind of have to build up? Right. Well, that's something that is part of our connectional system. So for those of us that are United Methodists, we have a great connection. And, um, and because uh, I have been around for a long time talking about youth ministry and had sort of various leadership roles, people know about me. Um, and when I hear of a youth worker that is just starting, I generally try to reach out and just say, hey, uh, how's it going? Let's have coffee. And, uh, you know, sometimes they, sometimes they, text back, uh, email back. Sometimes they don't, but I also try to reach out because, um, the, the further you get into ministry, there's new things that start giving you life. And one of those things is being able to be sort of generative with your experience. And so once you've been around two, three, four years, um, you start being, knowing some things that you can actually help other people with. And, um, and that can be its own whole other level of ministry and reward uh, for longevity in the field. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think that, um, you know, making yourself available really ends up being pretty life-giving in the long run, right? Because yeah. you end up getting some new ideas from the person that you're meeting with and talking with. Um, and you also get to kind of share some of your expertise and and recognize sort of how far you've come on your own journey, right? And and right. 
maybe that's one other thing that I make sure that I do, you know, related to, um, you know, this particular gathering. So like Perkins School for Youth Ministry, um, I, I'm on the leadership team or the board of directors by these days, right? But I've probably been here 15 or 16 years. Um, mm-hmm. And I've got my notes from previous learning experiences, right? And so yeah. taking the time to look at and compare where I was 10 years ago with where yeah. I am now, especially on the same topics, um, mm-hmm. can also be really life-giving uh, and really kind of yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, all right. It was a quick one today because oddly enough, I have to go teach a little bit here uh, at the Perkins. Yes. School. What are you teaching Chris Wilterdink? Uh, so one of the really unique offerings that they have here is called Foundations. Uh, and mm. it is a, course, is a great program. Yeah, it really is pretty awesome. Um, they they are still considering how to turn it into a hybrid thing and make it available online. Um, but this, this particular offering that they have is designed for people that are in their first two years of youth ministry in a United Methodist church. And so right. it, it's kind of broken up into 12 different chunks. Um, the topics that you just absolutely need to tackle and kind of have under your belt, if you are going to have some level of success and some level of longevity in youth ministry. Um, and that's really mm-hmm. what they, they tune into. Um, and as you all know, if you're listening to this, like hopefully you've got a little bit of tenure in youth ministry by now. Um, but there is always going to be somebody in your area that's in their first two years of ministry. Right. Um, and Jeremy, I know that you've got a book about this as well. And I would love to be able to share the title of it because, um, we're just, we're never going to run out of people that are, that are just getting started in ministry, right? They're figuring out their call. Maybe it's youth ministry. Maybe it's going to be something else. Maybe it's, it's becoming certification or they're going to follow an ordination track or those kinds of things. Um, but God's always on the move, right? And, and God is kind of always inspiring these call stories and, and people are trying to search it out and figure it out. Um, and foundations is really for those people that are just starting their sort of professional ministry journey. Yeah. And, you know, Chris, just because you asked, the book is yes. Now That You're a Youth Leader. Now and the absolute best and possibly only place to get it is on Amazon. So Amazon.com, Now That You're a Youth Leader. I can personally recommend it, actually. And it's also not long, which I really appreciate, right? Like it is a, right. <laughs> it's a quick read. And I like that a lot. Um, right. Jeremy, it's always good to see you. And uh, youth workers and, and youth leaders that are out there that tuned in for our recharge today, um, know that you're in our prayers. Know that yes. uh, we really encourage you to continue to learn and to grow and, and to be flexible and enjoy the the regular um, development of your faith and and your chances to network and connect with other people. Um, if you if you're starting to feel burnout uh, in ministry, um, hopefully this helps a little bit. Um, but also, like Jeremy and I both said, look for those networks that are close and local uh, and folks that can support you as you grow in ministry. Um, any closing thought from you, Jeremy, to to tack on to what I had? Never stop learning. Never stop learning. There's always new things to discover. You're so good. Everybody have just the best week. We'll see you next time. See ya.